whether you've just taken the plunge or you're thinking about taking the plunge into entrepreneurship, especially online entrepreneurship, there are like a ton of things to consider and you have so many options and it can become quickly overwhelming. I know because I went through that process probably about, I don't know, 13 years ago, something along those lines, just finding out all of the different ways that there are to make money. And as well as like, is this a scam? Is this legit? I don't know. I'm How unsure. to tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in yesterday's episode, we talked about um, active income versus passive income. Very important episode for you to listen to um, because it all depends on where you're at right now in your life and what your goals are, where you should start. We're going to talk about some of that in today's episode starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Okay, advice for beginners. Definitely think if you're a beginner, listen to yesterday's episode about active income versus passive income because the the route you decide to go with your online business is going to be heavily chosen by whether you are in a position to pursue passive income or if you should go the active income route. Yeah, because right? they are very, very different they, you know, paths. They are absolutely very different paths. And actually, ironically, in our, in our mastermind group, um, that conversation kind of came up today, you know, basically like, how do I make money quickly? And then you start getting into that active income versus passive income. Like, oh, I need a lot of money today versus I can wait a little while to get money. Right. Right. Those are all things to consider. We talk about all of that in yesterday's episode. So check that out. Now, uh, with that out of the way, um, just some general advice to people who are new to online business. And um, I'm going to assume that anyone listening to this wants as much money as soon as possible. Right. So kind of the active income approach. Um, and right away, the things that we think of are coaching, consulting, freelancing, and then affiliate, right? Those are like the thing of, like, they cover most of the big things that you can do right now. Yeah, I would think so. You know, and so with like the coaching and the consulting um, in those areas, if you don't know what you're an expert in or you don't know what you um, what's valuable that, you know, it's it's best to get with the people that know you best and start just surveying them like, hey. If you had, let's say you needed to ask me for help, what is something that would come to mind that you'd immediately be like, all right, I'm going to that person for, right? Like, what would people come to you for? Fermented salsa. Fermented salsa. I am the, I got that, right? You know, so what are you known for within your personal group of people? You know, who, what do people turn to you for? Mm -hmm. And then ask them honestly, what do you value it at? What would you be willing? And, and granted, like, you're, tar you're most likely you're probably doing a business to business, right? If you are going to be a coach or a consultant, it's likely that you want to do that to another business owner and not necessarily try to be someone's like personal coach. And the reason for that is business to business coaching and consulting is valuable because the business owner or the person that you're coaching is seeking to make money off of your coaching or your consulting. So people are more likely to pay you for those services Rather than like, right, yeah. you know, a person who's like retired, that's just like, I want someone that's going to like help me become a better, you know, whatever. Right. It's a, 
it's it's less likely that you'll find someone who wants you as a coach or consultant for their hobby. Yeah. So you're probably going to be in business to business. Um, so you want to find out like what people find valuable about you and how how much they value that. And what's funny is I actually had this uh, today, right? So I'm a very technical person. I've been building websites since I was 12 years old. Like I can put up websites very easily. And I was helping someone recently with their website, right? They had their blog over here on a different domain. They had their sales pages on this domain. And I was like, you can combine this stuff together. And they're like, show me the way. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. Yeah. And so I got on video chat with them and started walking them through it. And and it wasn't, um, you know, it's not a terribly difficult task to me. So I take it for granted that I know how to do this stuff. And she was like, I want to pay you. And I'm like, I'll be honest. I have no idea what to charge for this. I don't know. Like, tell me what, <laughs> what you, you see. Value exactly. In. What do you value it at? Right. And it's okay not knowing how valuable you are. Right. Yeah. And um, because I've seen people charge extraordinary amounts of money for things that I'm like, I can do that in like 10 minutes, you know? And so, and, and I'm not a greedy person either. So I think um, it's easy for me to undervalue what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. And so it's good to get that outside input, right? So if you feel like I don't know how to value my time or, you know, start asking people or look at comparables, right? Comps, find people that are doing what you're thinking about doing and see what they're charging. Right. Yeah. And, Honestly, even be, don't be afraid to test drive those people and see what, what's the experience like, you know, hiring that person. What, what do they do that justifies them charging me $200 for an hour of their time? Yeah. I mean, you could get a whole lot of information just by like giving a little money. in. Exactly. Put in a little money, save yourself months of research, right? Just, you know, hire someone that's already doing what you want to do and find out like, okay, do they give me, um, any worksheets? You know, if you're a coach or a consultant, do they? You know, do they ask amazing questions? Do I do I do they give me some type of presence that I'm like, wow, this person's like, you know, you don't necessarily want to discourage yourself when you like hire someone and like, oh, my goodness, this person's so good. What am I doing? Right. But but it's good for you to see that kind of stuff. Right. Doing some market research. Exactly. Right. So that's like the coaching and the consulting aspect of it. Um, Freelancing is is a little bit more. um, It's looser. Uh, It's kind of you just doing tasks for people. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool way to kind of see how the internet world works and find find what you might enjoy, right? So you can go on to um, services like Fiverr. Um, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, Upwork's another one. And you can offer your general skill set and then start getting hired and see what people are doing, right? We hire freelancers for our business. And freelancers get kind of an inside look to what we do to make money, yeah. right? So it's kind of a cool like way to surveil the internet business world try your hand at a bunch of different things. You get immediate feedback on what people think is valuable. They'll tell you what, you know, they're willing to pay you or, and so forth. So um, you get a lot of really cool information that way and you get immediate money in the pocket, right? It's like, you know. That's certainly helpful if you're pursuing that active income. Exactly. I mean, Upwork, uh, for example, Upwork.com is where we hire a lot of our freelancers and they get paid weekly, right? It's like yeah. after a week of work, they're getting paid. So um, it's a pretty quick way to a paycheck and to start earning some money online and seeing what the online business world is like. Um, and then um, the final one that we mentioned was affiliate marketing. Um, there are lots of different flavors of affiliate marketing, right? So you can go with Amazon.com or Walmart.com and you are literally going to make like one to three percent roughly of the sale. Yeah, that that's a slow game. That is a very slow game. So I would not advise people 
to go for that. What I would suggest people to go for are higher ticket affiliate programs, and they often can pay anywhere from like 40 to 60%. Um, There are tons of them out there. You can go to shareasale.com is a giant company, and they have tons of affiliates on like legit products on there where you can sign up to be an affiliate for all of these different companies. I mean, Jillian Michaels has her own fitness thing on there. Um, I mean, pretty much like a lot of, I actually, I originally signed up for the Walmart affiliate program, I think through share of sale and they moved to someone else, but it doesn't matter. Tons of companies on share of sale. It's kind of like the Amazon of affiliate programs, right? Yeah. You can just like sign up and like, I want to uh, promote that. And I want to promote that. And I want to promote that. Right. And you can get affiliate programs that will, pay you, like I said, 40 to 60% or flat fees. You know, there's one company that I promote. I use their service. That's another thing. If you're going to be an affiliate. That's literally what I was going to say. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're going to be an affiliate, buy the products, use the services and test them out, right? Like, don't, yeah, don't promote something that you have no idea what it is. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of affiliates fall into. Um, There's actually, there's a product that I was testing out recently that I could be an affiliate for. And I wasn't willing to promote it in the podcast because I hadn't used it enough to really have a good enough idea of whether I liked it or not. So um, do that, right? You establish a reputation as being a trustworthy affiliate, right? Yeah, and, really know the products that you are trying to recommend. Yeah, so when I'm like, for, like I do lots of software. Um, software is yeah, so that's an easy one for you. Yeah, I love promoting software because firstly, I use lots of software. Um, but a lot of them have recurring affiliate programs, right? Meaning I can get paid monthly. And so I'll use a lot of different affiliate pro or I'll use a lot of different pieces of software. The ones that I like, I just create tutorial videos and stuff and post them on YouTube. And that's one of the ways that I generate affiliate revenue um, from products that I use. So um, if you're going to be an affiliate, try to find relatively high priced products that have a super generous um, affiliate program, whether it be a high percentage, like 40 to 60%. Um, or a really cool monthly recurring. Sometimes you can find both where it's like uh, you get a 40% or 50% cut and it's monthly, right? right? That's like a super cool spot to be in. And then don't sell it to all of your family and friends. Yeah, yeah. Don't sell it to your family and friends. Sell it to people who need that solution, right? Don't convince your mom that she needs this, uh, you know, web app, you know, that creates videos, you know, it's... She probably doesn't. She probably doesn't, right? Find people that need that, right? So... You know, uh, we'll just go with the video production software as an example. What kinds of people need that? Well, creative people who are like trying to make movies and TV shows would need it. Um, Marketers who are making commercials, so like ad agencies. Maybe other freelancers. Other freelancers that are running like a video, you know, if they want to create videos for clients, they would need it. Um, Affiliates, other affiliates that are trying to make uh, videos to promote their affiliate programs need to be able to create video, right? Yeah. So you, you take these products like a, a video creation software and you just kind of create a giant list of like the types of people that would need this. And then you figure out how do I reach these people right now? One of the things that you want to keep in mind when being an affiliate, this is like a super easy trap to fall into is uh, you want to make sure that you're targeting people at the right point in the product ownership life cycle. Right? Yeah. So I've made this mistake numerous times in the past. So learn from my experience. If you are trying to sell, let's use our video software as an example. If you are trying to sell people a video software, it probably makes sense to not create tutorial videos on like how to use that software or um, about like bugs that the software has or something like that, because you're targeting people that tech for the most part already own the software, right? And that would be a problem. 
I don't usually watch tutorial videos about a product that I want to buy, right? I will watch feature videos. I'll watch videos that compare it to other softwares and stuff. Right. But I'm generally not going to watch an in-depth tutorial of how to use a software unless like I'm really concerned about the workflow or something. So usually when you're like using our example, uh, if you're creating a tutorial video, you are targeting people that already own the software. So those are people that aren't going to earn you money. Right. And that's a, a very common mistake affiliates can make is just targeting people at the wrong part of the you know, purchase, product purchasing life cycle. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, if you're going to do videos, then you'd want to focus on features or reviews or comparisons, things like that. Yeah. So kind of wrapping this up, as far as the, you know, the advice for people who are new, um, figure out, do you want active income or do you want passive income? Um, if you want active income, then you need to kind of uh, catalog your skill sets and figure out what they're worth and then go to some marketplace to start selling your product or service, whatever it is you're offering. Yeah. Right. Um, that's kind of, those are kind of like the, the baby steps to it. Then you need to figure out how to market it. Right. So getting a gig up on Fiverr or putting up your profile on Upwork isn't necessarily enough. You might start to get found kind of organically, but you really want to promote that stuff to get the ball rolling. Right. I've created Fiverr gigs in the past just as a test. And they generally did not get discovered, even though I'm right. pretty good yeah. at SEO. So you want to promote those things. And how do you do that? It's mostly through social media, right? You can you can spam your Twitter account if you want. But what I would suggest is maybe set up your profile in such a way that it points people to your Fiverr gig and then go into like Facebook groups and then just create value inside of those groups to the point where people are like, oh, who is this person that knows so much? And they click on your profile they see your profile. They go, wow, oh, I can hire this person through Fiverr. That's amazing. Yes. So I'm going to click and go and buy. Right. Yeah. So that's probably the, the most rudimentary, fundamental way that I would suggest someone to try and market their new, you know, Fiverr gig, Upwork gig or coaching or consulting, whatever it is that you're doing. Love it. And then tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk more on the passive side, right? Yes, absolutely. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.